This is the Blake the Brewery podcast, and I'm Noah Jones. I'll be leading the show today, but I'm joined alongside my fellow co-host, Blake the Brewery Explorer. Today we have an interesting guest, and I'm very excited to share that he is our first Bowling Green State University alumni guest on the show. And for that, I'm wearing my BGSU alumni sweatshirt. This will truly be an epic podcast. But first, Blake, my friend, how are you doing? I'm doing really well. Uh, we have a lot of great things coming down the pipeline for this podcast. I'm excited to be here today, and the future is looking very, very bright for us. Yeah, I'm so excited for our for our podcast today, but I'm also really excited for regular installment of our podcast this month. Do you want to tell the listeners who they can expect to listen to? So we have Samuel Adams set up for Wednesday. I'm sure you're going to get it on the 17th. Then we're going to have some others I'm still working on and. In December, I'm planning on going back to work wing. It's going to be fantastic. I'm really excited about that. And you got some new equipment. Yes, uh, we're updating everything, um, and I'm excited for the very excited for the future we're about to go on, including today. The audience can probably tell that we are listening to your voice through new microphones. Anything else new for you? Uh, no, not, not really. All right. Well, in that case, now it's my pleasure to introduce our fine listeners to Captain Kurt of the Epic Brewery Trips. Captain, how's it going? Excellent. Excellent. Yes, it's Epic Beer Trips. So also EpicBeerTrips.com, but it's going extremely well. I'm, I'm excited to talk to some Falcons. Um, you know, we have a really rich uh, beer history up there at Bowling Green. <laughs> Started at fine places like Howard's and That's some of those right. cool places that are still there. But uh, yeah. yeah, just excited to talk to you guys. And, and you know, I, I love talking about beer and uh traveling you know i travel the globe drink beer and have fun so let's let's do it yeah that sounds like the absolute dream let's get started by having you talk to us a little bit about how you sort of had this love for traveling how that got started and then you also were able to merge it with your love of sharing beer with other people and and drinking with others sure yeah it's interesting i you know i've always liked to travel and really love traveling and uh, up until about 2018, I had only traveled in the United States and been to Canada, you know, Mexico, some of those kind of places around here, but never went to Europe. And my daughter studied abroad and she graduated um, and she studied abroad in uh, Luxembourg. And my wife's like, boy, we should for a graduation present, we should take her over, you know, and she can take us to places that she hung out in when she was studying abroad. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. And I kind of said, yeah, all right, we'll do it. Well, um, we went to France, uh, started in Paris, Luxembourg, uh, actually met up with a, with a former uh, a Falcon, uh, uh, Hartmut Krauss, who, who went to BG for a couple of years when I was there. He lives outside of Cologne, Germany, Amsterdam, you know, Belgium. And so, you know, we're bouncing around all these countries and I'm like, wow, this, this is a, it's an unbelievable uh, travel experience to go over there because you can you can hit, you know, five or six different countries in a, in a two week period easily, you know, even less than that. And, and, and they're, they're similar countries, but they're different. And, you know, so the travel over there was, was fantastic enough. I wanted to go back and, you know, places we would go to, I was just drinking different beer and, and, you know, and, and, uh, you know, German beers, get the lagers and, and you get into Belgium and even France. I mean, it, it was just fantastic. So that next year, uh, we actually went to Scotland, and I, I had a job where I, I worked remotely. This was even before COVID, and I had 
plenty of vacation. So we decided to go to Edinburgh, Scotland. I, I met some friends, uh, uh, some people from Scotland when I lived in Boston, probably 20, 25 years ago. And they've been on me to, hey, come on over to Scotland, you know. So finally, we decided to, and I was on Airbnb, and we're just going to stay for like two or three weeks. And I just plugged in four weeks just to see what the price impact. Well, if you booked four weeks, you got one free. So I'm like, oh, we're, we're going to stay for a month, you yeah, know. And, and you? Uh, Yeah, so we got over to Scotland, and it was just uh, the craft beer scene and the beer scene in general, but really the craft beer scene in Scotland is just, it's really dynamic. And, and I was familiar with some of it, you know, uh, from Brewdog and some of the other, you know, uh, breweries I, I, I knew that had some, you know, uh, roots there. But anyway, so just drinking a lot of beer, people friendly, easy country to get around. Um, I was also thinking about at that point in time, I was going to retire. I, I was, I was a consultant in the media space and, and, uh, it was kind of running its course, and I knew that was going to end, but I also knew I wanted to do something. And a friend of mine had a company where she does small group beer travel. It's called Her Dream Vacation. Her name's Stammy Turner. Stammy, thanks, you know, uh, um, thanks for giving me the, the, the inspiration to start this company. So <laughs> she basically puts together small group travel for women. I'm like, well, I, I could do that for beer. And, uh, you know, so I, I, I like to travel, love to travel. I like to drink beer and like to have fun. So I talked to Stammy. She kind of gave me the overview of what her company was all about. And um, I, I just went for it. I start, I formed an LLC. And um, this is set up like a real company. It's not just some guy that has a website. You know, I, I, I pay taxes <laughs> and I have insurance and some of the other things that, you know, that, you know, some people that uh, want to start a company they, they forget about or don't know about. But anyway, so yeah, it just, you know, it all started and I started working on things and, and, and I was ready to go and then COVID hit. So uh, Scotland was going to be my first destination. Um, you know, so I had to put that on hold. But, you know, we finally got things launched last year. Um, last year we did, uh, this was 2022. I did a trip to Scotland and I did a trip to Ireland. Um, this year I added a trip to England. So uh, um, this year I did Scotland, England, and Ireland. So I'm going to stick with those trips and then eventually, um, after spending a Saturday evening uh, with uh, uh, an individual I know that I met in Scotland. He's actually from Copenhagen. He's, you know, he was on, he's on me to, to put together a trip to Denmark. So anyway, yeah, I spent uh, an evening with him here in Columbus and uh, hit some great breweries. And then, uh, you know, we, we're, we're talking about putting together a trip in the future to, to go to Denmark. So um, the That'll key thing, when, oh yeah, when, when I do trips, I, I, I have to it's just extremely important. I will not do a trip to a destination unless I've been there previously. And I go um, and I meet the brewers and I really get the lay of the land before I, before I put together trips. So uh, hopefully I'll, get, I'll make it over to Denmark 2024 and uh, check that out. And, you know, I don't know, maybe if we get aggressive, we'll, we'll offer it late 2024 or 2025. So we'll see. That's awesome. And so what exactly do people who sign up for the Epic Beer Trips get out of it? Yeah, it's a great question. So generally the trips are either seven days, six nights. Uh, some of the trips are six days, five nights. Um, I put together um, all the lodging um, and all the what I call the beer-related activities. So um, once uh, people arrive 
uh, wherever the destination is, say we're, you know, the, the, the trip in Scotland, we stay at the Brewdog Hotel in Edinburgh. So they arrive at the airport generally, um, you know, we, and we get them transferred from the airport to the hotel. And once they arrive, then, you know, we have a, uh, an agenda set for the next, you know, five or six days. So uh, I basically handle everything. I do not handle airfare. People handle their own air travel. Uh, just because a lot of people have credit card deals and points Miles and all that and all stuff. That yeah. 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 And, I, and I'm not a travel agent. And I don't want to get in the middle of air travel and all that stuff. So, right. uh, uh, and, and generally speaking, in a given day, we do at least one beer related activity, sometimes two, occasionally three. Uh, those days can get a little dicey, but uh, they're <laughs> dicey in a good way. So, uh, um, that's when the fun but, happens. Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. So uh, sometimes it makes the day after a little bit of a challenge. But uh, I also build things in, uh, you know, people, breakfast is included every day. Generally speaking, one other meal per day. But uh, then people are, are responsible for whatever, you know, um, you know, other meals that they, you know, want to uh, experience when they're in a location. I give people plenty of time to do their own thing. So we have scheduled activities, but there's also... Uh, open time where people can go and do whatever uh, in, in whatever the destination is. And, and, uh, and I provide people with restaurant and pub options and, and different activities that, that they can do on their own. But, uh, but we do a lot of cool stuff. I mean, we definitely, we don't do uh, brewery tours. We do these events called meet the brewers. So, uh, um, so we actually spend time with the brewers of uh, say, when we go to Scotland, We'll go over to Glasgow. We'll take the train over there. It's like an hour away, and then we we go to Overtone, and and uh, which is one of the you know hottest breweries in the UK right now. Dan Miller, and and uh, they don't have a tap room, you know. And I and I met Dan the year before. I, I did an event with him at a local bottle shop there, and this year Dan's like, hey, why don't you just come right to the brewery? You know, we don't have a tap room. I said, okay, well, you know, how are we going to drink? He goes, well, we'll just drink right out of the tanks. You know, so uh, Dan walks us around. It's a small brewery. It's one of those very interesting places. They do not have a uh, a core range of beers. So Dan's like the you know uh, you should follow him on 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 Instagram. You know, he's constantly just coming up with these awesome beer ideas. He's he's kind of like the nutty professor in a good way, you know. And he just comes up with stuff that's just really good and different. And and uh, yeah, so you know, it just uh, we spend time. You know, so I'm like, yeah, how, how am I going to pay you? I guess I ah, don't worry about it. You know, so I'm like, well, do you guys sell T-shirts? Yeah, okay. So I'll buy a T-shirt for everybody and they call it good. So, uh, you know, yeah. it's just uh, the the places we go and the brewers we meet are some of the best um, going right now. Like on the England trip this year, um, there's a – in Manchester, If and if you haven't ever been to, to Manchester, England, it to me is like, – it's, it's my favorite beer spot in the world. It has this real cool uh, traditional pub culture, uh, cask ales, which, you know, we don't really get around here. And then it has just a real hot and vibrant craft beer scene. But uh, they have in Manchester, they have this thing they call it the Beer Muta Triangle. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's cloud water, track brewing, and sure shot. And they're all like in a little triangle. And, you know, we go there and we meet those, the brewers there and, and, uh, you know, we did a meet the brewer at Cloudwater and just, you know, just really get to know 
you know, the locals. And then we went over to Leeds at the Northern Monk. It's another great brewery there. And, and uh, you know, we the same day we went to York. They're all kind of like a half hour, hour apart from each other. And York, we did a, at Brew York, we did a beer and tasty, a beer and pastry event, which at first I'm Ooh. like, I don't know, but you yeah, know, but I the tell scones you, are so much better in England than in, oh, yeah. in America. Yeah. And, and they just had a lot of barrel. I have this really elaborate barrel age program at that uh, Brew York. And it, it, uh, we do follow up surveys uh, on every trip and every event. That's the highest rated event uh, that we've ever had on an epic beer trip was the pastry and beer event at Brew York. So, gotcha. uh, well, then we also went to Liverpool. That's down my alley. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, I'm a big fan of stouts and, you know, I, I'm, a, I, I was telling someone last week, I think I've officially become a stout hoarder. I ha- happened to, uh, um, we do this thing at, uh, epic beer trips. It's called the epic homebrew reveal. So we team up with brewers and homebrewers around the world. We'll pick a beer style and, um, then we brew it and we get together and record it kind of like what we're doing here. And, and, uh, then we, you know, share the recipes and either the, you know, the success or <laughs> not so much success, but anyway, for that event, uh, it was out in stouts and we just recorded it last week. It'll be coming out here in a couple of weeks, but I happened to go look at my refrigerator and I'm like, man, I, I have like 15 stouts <laughs> because I buy them where, whenever I travel, cause they, you know, they'll age and you'll keep it. That's what I said last week. I, I think I've, I've officially become a, a stout hoarder, you know. Wow. So, uh, Is there a certain stouts you like? You know, anything if you get some barrel-aged going on with some bourbon in there, <laughs> that seems to work really well for me. Um, but, uh, I, you know, how about you? Do you have any, any you know? Uh, uh, Dark Charge out of Braxton in Covington, Kentucky is awesome. Uh, Warped Wing Whiskey Rebellion, yes. which is coming up in December. Oh, yes. That's another good one. Yes. Uh, and, of course, Jackio's, that's one of their prime things, our barrel. Oh, age. yeah. I drank several Saturday nights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Poor yeah, guy. I like the, the – yeah, the, 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 the Warped Wings definitely, you know, there's uh, – here in Columbus, there's Zavtix. So they have a uh, uh, barrel age program called the Old Ruggers, and they just launched it uh, Saturday. So, uh, I didn't have time to get over there. They usually sell out. So hopefully I'll be able to pick some up, but, uh, yeah, some of the, the, the brew York in York, they, they have this real extensive barrel age program. And, you know, when I was there a couple of years ago on a scouting trip, I, I purchased a couple. So this year when I went back, I'm like, Hey, I want to get another, you know, the guy's looking at me, he's like, not going to happen. <laughs> they make them. And then when they're gone, they're gone. But I picked up a couple other ones uh, there this year that I haven't tried yet, but I'm sure they'll be fantastic. So uh, you're like, you know, I love Oktoberfest and pumpkin beers here, but this is my season is barrel age. Yes, season. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm with you there. They're just, uh, it just adds a kind of whole dynamic, you know, um, kind of element to the beer. So uh, when I was in uh, Northern Ireland this year, I went up there to do a scouting trip and I uh, went to this place called uh, Walled City uh, Brewing. It's in Derry, uh, Northern Ireland. Um, and I had a, uh, no doubt was the best beer that I had this year. It was an oyster stout. And, oh, uh, I don't think I would and, have chosen that. No, you know what? I didn't initially. I had a flight of like five beers 
And uh, my daughter's a school teacher, so she she travels with me. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, so she went on the Scotland trip, and then she did. Uh, the, um, she went on the Northern Ireland scouting trip. So you know, I, I had a flight and the servers. You know, I started telling her about my company. She's like, "You need to try this oyster stout." And I'm like, I, I don't know. She goes, just try it. And Maybe it I'm was, too Midwestern, but that just sounds too rich for my blood. <laughs> you know what? It was unbelievable because the yeah. brewer at this Walled City Brewing, um, he worked at Guinness for about 10 years. Uh-huh. So it, it was it was kind of the, the beer itself kind of had that, you know, uh, kind of briny side to it, but not overpowering and not, you know, not fishy. Also had a nice level of sweetness, mm-hmm. and it also it was a nitro, so the carbonation on it just made this unbelievably smooth marriage of briny meets sweetness meets a little kind of chocolatey kind of stouty thing. It was uh, it was fantastic. I mean, and I and I so I I I came home and I, I you know I, I homebrew so for this episode of the Epic Homebrew Reveal, I was like I'm gonna make an oyster stout. So I went online and I, I don't, didn't have the recipe of the one at Walled City. Plus, I don't have the nitro capabilities. But anyway, I, I made a, a, a oyster stout and uh, I'll be the first to tell you it just wasn't that good. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, maybe your water was different than it is in, in England. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, it's kind of like, like well, bagels in New York. Yeah, yeah exactly. What in the other side of it, too, was that that beer it was called the foister at walled city was so good you know anything next to it wasn't going to be that good but then sure. you know and the cool thing about when we did the episode on the uh, epic homebrew reveal one of the other homebrewers sent me uh he guarantees it to be an excellent oyster stout recipe so i'm gonna make another one you know so we'll see all right well um, blake is is foaming at the mouth here because he loves home brewing himself and loves trying home home brewers brews okay so, cool uh, yeah well maybe yeah, i'd love to try it well i haven't brewed it in a while but i need to brew something soon well now. blake if you're interested we'll get you on one of our episodes because we usually team up with uh, um a guy named caleb whitenack he's actually kind of the, the main host he has a, he's a, a psychiatrist, uh, so he's actually a doctor, I, I think, you know, but uh, so, but when he grows up, um, he wants to be a brewer. So he has a brewery called Psych Doc Brewing and, and, uh, and so, but, and that guy makes unbelievable beer. So Are I'll, all I'll the get chairs him. at the brewery going to be couches? <laughs> yeah, that's a good, that's a great idea. You had mentioned earlier Brewdog, which is a relatively popular brewery in Ohio. Although I'll be honest, I have yet to visit it. And I know they have a, like a brewery hotel thing, which sounds really cool. Yeah. And if I had a dog, I would love to bring my dog to this hotel as well. They're in Manchester as well, right? England? Yes. Yeah. So I stay, yeah, they're in Manchester, England. They have a hotel in Manchester. Um, and they also have a hotel in Edinburgh, Scotland. So uh, when we go to those locations, we're, we stay at their hotels. They're they're really cool because they're beer themed hotels, and and uh, you know they have the rooms have um, five liter kegs. They have shower beers that are actually in the shower, so you get you know, like you know fourteen beers, and you know it's just it's kind of like you know if you ever go to Disney, everything's kind of like Disney, right? Well. <laughs> You go to a Brewdog hotel, it's, everything is beer. So, right. uh, um, yeah, so we stay there. And they have one here in Columbus, too. I've stayed in the one here. It's it's fun. Yeah, it's just kind of a different dynamic. And, you know, some 
some of the cities we go to, we'll stay in hotels like that. But the other ones, you know, we go to that don't have BrewDog hotels. We just stay in, in local hotels that I check out and, and work out. So that's know. great. Because my next question was, what is the difference between beer in America versus England or Europe? And um, I th- I'm hoping that this will be a good segue in me asking, is their beer the same as it is in America or do they do anything slightly different? Yeah, you know, I'll just go back to Manchester. I mean, Manchester, and it really kind of depends on the city and or the country to answer that question. Okay. Um, Manchester, I mean, um, it, it's just like I said before, it's just that di- dynamic diversity and in, in the, the pub culture. And in the pubs, the you know traditional beers, a, a, a British dark mild uh, or, or British pales, these are low ABV beers. They're like you know three point two, three point five percent. Really great tasting beers, but you, the pub culture isn't you know yeah we're just going to go down the pub and slam ten beers and fall off our stool. It's That's a very American. Place, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it's a place to hang out and just talk to people and drink beers and and. Uh, you know, so you ha- you have that, and that's a big difference because again, I we did an epic homebrew reveal on on the British Dark Miles, and when Caleb came up with the idea, I'm like, really? I don't know if I want to make a beer that's only like three point five percent. But I tell you, it it it's one of the favorite beers I've ever brewed. And uh, when I went over to England, I I, I drank quite a few different uh, Dark Miles and and. Uh, they're just really good beers. They just have a great taste to them. They're they're the kind of beers that you can have when you're having more than one, you know. So uh, you know, so that's kind of like in a traditional from a traditional perspective in England. And like I said earlier, the you know you, you also get the uh, uh, the the really vibrant craft beer scene, you know, and, and uh, you know hoppy beers. They're they're big, kind of like they are here. So not a huge difference. As far as that goes, but um, you know, a lot more you know sours, uh, p- real diverse. You know, his sours that would be no. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, a yeah, big sour yes. fan. All right, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll drink them, but they're not my favorite. But you know, in 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 Edinburgh, there's Vault City, and they just make really good stuff. And just uh, you know, just diversity, I think, is the big thing over there. Then I tell you, when you go to Ireland, Ireland is not the most rich and robust craft beer scene going just because of the dominance uh, of, of Guinness. And, you know, go to Ireland. I tell you, drinking Guinness over there, it's good beer. You know, it's a big commercial beer. It's a different recipe than what's sold here mm. in the United States. It's owned mm. by Diageo now, so it's not like, you know, what it used to be. But the beer's still really good. But, but Guinness, Guinness also has a, this real uh, dynamic marketing kind of program and, and – uh, they basically go to the local pubs and say, "Look, we'll we'll give you your tap lines, your you know your tap trees, and your refrigeration for like next to nothing, but we'll also kind of tell you what you, you're going to put on your tap lines." So uh, what that does, or what the impact that's had on the craft beer scene is, is the craft brewers over in Ireland can't really get a foothold uh, in the pubs. So uh, so that just kind of makes the craft beer scene in Ireland not as dynamic. As it is in in uh, in England or and or Scotland, um, but I, I tell you, I found some really good craft breweries over there too. You just have to look a little bit harder. So, uh, gotcha. you know, it's just uh, um, 
I, I think it's just part of it is just the the diversity of of beers and the culture. But this, I don't know, something about drinking beer in another country, it just tastes different and better. <laughs> I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. My family likes to go to Spain every year, and sure. uh, they have I can't remember exactly what the beer is called, but I think it's like Estrella. And whenever okay. I drink that, it tastes very much. I'm I'm sure that it tastes like a Bud Light for every every other human being on on the planet. But to yeah, me, yeah, yeah. it tastes like vacation. So I yep, absolutely yep, yeah, know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And then my yep, sister yep, lives yep. in Germany, who also is like a very big fan of the very traditional German beers. And yes, so yeah, yeah. you know, she used to love drinking beer in America, but now she's like making these weird faces and be like, Oh, it's too sweet. And like all these different things. So it's just sort of funny how, how beer is different in other countries. But at the same time, I mean, according to what you've just said, the diversity, it seems like it's expanding and in the English people, it's not just about cask ale anymore, which I think is a real interesting globalization realization. Oh yeah. And I tell you, I, you know, I like cask ales when I was drinking them over there because they're hard to find. You can find them here every now and then, but yeah, it's just I have not a buddy in Mansfield it. who actually has a brewery called Laxton Hollow, and okay. technically in Lexington, Ohio. But if okay, you haven't sure. been, you should definitely check them out. All um, right, yeah. And he has like several, like I think two or three cask ales that he makes all year round, sure. and and it's, it's really uh, popular. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I will check that out. Yeah, so. uh yeah, because, you know, traditionally you're thinking, ah, it's a little bit warmer, maybe not as uh, carbonated. But I tell you, I drank some really good cask ales when I was over there. There's uh, um, you know, a place called, a uh, brewery called Neptune, just north of Liverpool. And um, we happened to go to some pub in Manchester, and uh, they had like four or five on tap, and every one of them was really good. Well, so. that's great. So in in preparation for the end of this really great conversation, do you have any stories or tales of the epic brew trips that you would like to tell our listeners about? Yeah, you know, I think it's just kind of like I, I told that that Nazareth story. It's just the amazing thing about uh, this company that I started is when I reach out to people just to kind of tell them, hey, I'm coming to Scotland and I'd like to, you know, uh, uh, come see you before and get something set up. And it's just amazing how open and uh, willing people are to get involved and help out. Um, just another Scotland story is, you know, I, I they have lawn bowling over there. And mm-hmm. lawn bowling is not big here at all. It's kind of like bocce, but it's like on a putting green. And it's, a, you know, so anyway, when I was there the first time, I wanted to go try it and, they're, the lawn bowling clubs are private clubs. They're kind of like golf country clubs. So you have to be, in order to go, you have to be a member. Anyway, I reached out to enough, and I finally found um, uh, Dean Bowling Center in, in Edinburgh, Scotland, and, and told them what I was doing. And they're like, you know what? We want your group to come here, and we're going to teach you guys how to bowl. And then we're also going to do an event, especially for your group. And, you know, and it turned out to be, I'm like, that's cool. Just let me know how much it is. And they're like, no, that's free. There's that we're not charging you. We have a bar. It's a cash bar. You have to buy your own, you know, beer, whiskey, whatever you want to drink. And, and, and it just, uh, we did that year one. And now it's like, it's, it's the thing we do on the final night of the Scotland trip. It's the Friday night, finish the week. We go hang out with the locals. 
Um, and they're, they're, you know, uh, young, old men and women. It's, it's kind of the, 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 the lawn bowling scene over there is like a very social kind of club, but it also involves lawn bowling. And, and, it, and it's a, it's a, it's an interesting game because the balls are weighted and it takes some skill. You can't just, you know, just, it, it's, uh, uh, the people over there are really good, but they're, they're also, they always do a tournament and they involve us in the tournament and someone from our, our group usually is on the winning team and they wow. get a trophy. Yeah. It's a, it, but that's just one, just one example of the, that sounds beer. epic. Yeah. Yeah. And the beer is important on what we do, but also just having fun and getting to know the local people. Um, because when we went and did the bowling thing the first time, people were like, really? And then on the trip, I'm like, you know, first of all, there's no whining on an epic beer trip. So I don't want to hear any whining from the beer trippers. That's what I call the people on the trip, beer trippers. Good, and I said, just, just let it, just let it go. And, and I tell you at the end, people are like, that was the best thing we did all week, yeah. you know, and, and, and all the other stuff was cool, but that just was like the, uh, kind of the, you know, frosting on the cake, if you will. So it's just those types of things that happen. Um, and you know, it just, when we are in Ireland, it just similar type of thing. And, we have this guy, he calls himself the rust bus. He's our driver. And he's like, Hey, do you guys want to go see a sheepdog uh, herding exhibit thing, a demonstration? We're like, sure. You know, so we're drinking beer and pull up and we, you know, watch sheepdogs herd sheep. You know, it's just, uh, those just kind of things that happen, um, that are just part of the local fabric of wherever we go. It just makes, it just kind of makes each one of these trips special. So uh, it, it, it's just fun. I mean, literally think we travel the globe, drink beer and have fun. I mean, yeah. that's, and that's nothing more, nothing less. Right. Yeah. No, that sounds like a great way for people to find out about not only new beer, but new cultures, which in my opinion, there needs to be more of in this world. So that's awesome. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. And, and it's interesting too, because People who there are some people who have never traveled over there, you know, Europe, and it's just a great way to kind of get into the scene. Um, we had uh, on, on the England trip, we had four women. They do like an annual girls trip every year. They call themselves the Gold Girls, but they're only in their like 30s or early 40s. I mean, and they're really fun, and they they and they liked it because it was it was a safe environment for them. Sure, um, you know, and they're hanging out with the rest of us knuckleheads and and uh, having a good time. It just uh, you know, if you haven't traveled uh, to Europe and you want to do something, it's just a great way to do it because then you can kind of get in the game and, you know, and, and I do enough of the planning. It makes it easy on people, but I also leave enough things open uh, where people can just go and do, you know, try different things and then they come back. And you know, like in, in Manchester, they went to the uh, Soccer Hall of Fame. You know, it's kind of a big that's, deal. And, that's you know. super cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, you know, it's just, there were different things. And you go to Edinburgh, Scotland, Edinburgh Castle is, started to build it in like 1100. You know, it's just kind of people just do stuff that then they just find and tell the rest of the group. And, you know, people do it as well. So it's gotcha. good. Okay, yeah. Captain. Uh, if people are interested in going to Scotland, England, or the Northern Ireland loop, what's the best yep. way for them to get a hold of you? Yeah, just go to epicbeertrips.com. That's epicbeertrips.com. That's the website. And just check out the trips there. Um, we have videos. We have you know the trip plans, the agendas, costs, and all that stuff. And then for each of those plans, there's a you can just fill out a form, and it'll send me an email. 
Um, that's the best way to do it. Or they, you can just email me directly, Kurt at EpicBeerTrips.com. But the best way really is to go to the website and just check it out. And then, you know, then you can send me, just fill out a form that goes directly to me. Um, I'll get back to you, you know, email, phone, text, however you want me to respond. And, uh, and also follow me on, uh, follow the company on social media. We're on, you know, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, or whatever Twitter's called these days. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, who knows yeah. at this point? They're, yeah. they're such an X, aren't they? There's such there an X go. of our relationship. There you, there you go. And we, I, we also have a YouTube channel. So the, uh, Epic Homebrew reveals and, trip videos and all that stuff on, on our YouTube channel as well. Okay, great. And what was the username for your Instagram and all that? Um, that's a great question. You know, I just was, I have it actually. It's Epic yeah, beer epic. trips and then an underscore. Under, yeah. I just, uh, I, I had some of the, uh, uh, an MBA, uh, uh, class at Bowling Green actually used my company as a case study recently. Wow. What an uh, honor. Was, I hope they do that yeah. for my company someday. Yeah, it was cool. I reached out to them and they said, yeah, we'll do that. Another great example of people just willing to help. And so they had 10 groups of five and they did, you know, all this research and cost comparisons and marketing and stuff. And one of the things they came back, they're like, you need to streamline your social media tags. So they're all the same. And I'm like, mm. okay, I'll work on that. But you know, it's all good. So sorry. I didn't know that off the top of my head. But, uh, well, that's okay. Yeah. No, no, you're good. I butcher my name once in a while on air, so you're okay. There you go. I do have epicbeertrips.com is easy, uh, easy URL to remember. So uh, yeah. if you get there, you can find out all, all the other cool stuff. Well, so. Captain Kurt, thank you so much for taking us on this yeah, international journey. We really appreciate your time and hope that some of our listeners will join you on your next adventure. I appreciate that, Blake. Noah, thank you so much for doing this. It's, uh, oh, thank you. it's so cool that you guys are, you know, willing to kind of help spread the word and, and, you know, talk about beer and all that stuff. And Blake, we'll be in touch. All right. Great. All right. Awesome. Thanks again. And uh, please join us. We travel to the globe, drink beer, and have fun at Epic Beer Trips. Thank you for listening to Blake the Brew Explorer podcast. This podcast was hosted by me, Blake Longfellow, Noah Jones, and Eric Berkshire. This episode was also produced by Noah Jones and edited by Noah Jones and Eric Berkshire. Want to join us on our brewery exploration? Be sure to subscribe to our show and follow me at the Blake the Brewery Explorer on Instagram, TikTok, or Facebook. If you would like to be interviewed, please reach out to Noah Jones at nojocreative at gmail.com or me at blakelongfellow at gmail.com.